No ketchup. No ketchup. That's really good, my people. Welcome into No Catch No Sports Talk Day Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick. Yes, with sir. You, as always. October 20th. Mm-hmm. Year is flying. Bro, I saw snow yesterday. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I was out in Rockford for work and yeah. it, it full on flurries. Uh, like it, yeah. was, it was vicious. It's getting there. It's, it's getting, getting there. there. Uh, that means it's coming, man. That train's never late. <laughs> NFL Week 6, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about power rankings. We're going to give our power rankings, break down ESPN's power rankings, talk about the Seahawks. We got Pittsburgh, <clears throat> best team in the league. We got to talk Ryan Tannehill. We got a lot of NFL to talk about Week 6. couple quick hits on the NBA. Big Nick the Quick was talking about Anthony Davis, free agency, Fugazi. Not going to happen. Don't think about it. We're going to break that down. <laughs> we'll talk about the Houston Rockets. Uh, the Maury era has come to an end. We'll touch on that. And I got some questions for Big Nick the Quick on the World Series. That starts tonight. Game one, Dodgers, Rays. We'll touch on that a little bit, but in a different angle. You know what I'm saying? Big Nick the Quick. My fault. Big Nick the Quick. <laughs> Big Nick the Quick. What's the good word? Man, what's the business? Man, you know, after, after fresh off two two Monday night, well, one of them was a Monday early late afternoon, early evening game. Then we Listen. got the second. Then we got the second. Game. We got the we got the, uh, the appetizer and the main the main course. Listen, sign me up for the the Monday night doubleheader, bro. Yeah, that was decent. I I'm take one of the sixty games you want to play at noon. Because I guess you didn't feel like running any games at the late afternoon. I, I, I didn't. Know. I didn't understand that. That was crazy. So move one of the 60 games to Monday and do it that way. I don't know. It's it's You hate to put that, teams on a short week, but. That Sunday afternoon situation was crazy, though, because when it, nobody nobody wanted to watch Miami and New York. At all. And once uh, Green Bay and uh, uh, Tom Brady was a blowout, it's like, man, no I, there's nothing, nothing to watch. I, I even tweeted out. I was like, man, this is the ultimate like momentum killer of yeah. my entire day. Because there was a full slate at 12, and then you get to those afternoon games, and it's just two duds. And the yeah. Monday night games were two duds. Football Sunday was just, yeah, it was cooked after, after literally after. 25, it was over. <laughs> after Aaron Rodgers threw the pick six, it was like, yeah, it's quiet. Done. Sunday's over with. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, what else is going on, bro? I know you was on my ne- I know you wanted to get it off your chest because I had money on Andy Dalton last night. So go ahead, Look, bro. Man, I mean, off. I just think so, so for those of y'all that don't know, uh, you know, we got a we got a pretty lively group trap where we talk about the gambling and throwing the money on this and that. And me, yeah. I'm a man, I'm a man of principle. I have rules. In those <laughs> rules, there's certain people, there's certain players and coaches that I will never associate my hard-earned dollars with. Andy Dalton is firmly in that group. Under no circumstances can you put money on the red rifle. Yesterday I called him the red PP7. <laughs> the little, little gun and golden eye. Like, don't, don't put money on the red rifle. So Sean, Sean go, goes ahead and adds the Dallas Cowboys into a 14 parlay that he had locked up. 
Got to throw the Dallas Cowboys in there. Of course, they come out last night and lay a dud. Their defense is atrocious. <laughs> defense <laughs> defense is, is offensive. <laughs> it's it's college life. Yeah, it's some Big Twelve defense. It's Big Twelve D. But 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 besides that, the biggest thing is that you put money on Andy Dalton, and I think earlier this year you put money on Philip Rivers, and like these guys, you got to have a no list, man. You got to have yeah. limitations. What's next, Kirk Cousins? I agree. I had, Kirk, have, I had Kirk Sunday night against uh, against Seattle. They came through. Yeah, but yeah, no. There's, I, there's, I there's like, a hard no list of people that you cannot put money on the coaching side. You, you, I mean, you did a double whammy because you put money on Mike McCarthy too. <laughs> <laughs> those guys are those guys. The two of them. That's like a lethal combination of stay away. So is <laughs> Mike McCarthy was capping, huh? That he had spent all this time in the off season breaking down all this film, and he's no. an analytics guy now, and that shit was fugazi. Super fugazi. I mean, he also had Andy Dalton at quarterback, but Andy yeah, if you watch the if you watch the game though, even defensively, the entire game the Cardinals were just trying to throw the ball as far downfield as possible, and they weren't even <laughs> trying to hide it. They weren't <laughs> even trying; they were just looking for the deep shots all game. They That's were so disrespectful to, to your defense. Yeah, they were trying to push. The they rock. were just trying to push the rock down the field. They're like, we know if we just keep throwing sixty-yard bombs, eventually one of them is going to convert. The Cowboys are terrible. Yeah, They're awful. You see, you see my you see my tag today. It's Are you happy, Jerry? Have we seen what we need to see? Because yeah. you couldn't even put up before they were putting up points and losing. Now you're not even putting up points and you're still losing. Well, I mean, I retweeted a tweet I had from July because there was I couldn't believe it when this whole Andy Dalton thing happened. There was people saying, "Yeah, we'll rock with Dalton." Forget about Dak, and I was like, "Yo, if y'all think you're not going to appreciate Dak Prescott till you have to watch Andy Dalton every week," and here we are. So I've never seen that. a backup quarterback get more love in the lead ups than Andy Dalton was. They're acting like he was like a, a starter who lost his job off of some bullshit. It's like if y'all watch football. He was getting a lot of love. A lot of love. Like it'd be just fine. Like he's just gonna walk in and just business as usual. Yeah, he was getting a lot of love. So they did that they were not that they're not the answer. Jerry Jones is furious. I already know. But it is what it is. I know Kyler Murray is a problem. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we knew that already, but He's just different. He the the running ability is ridiculous. He him and Lamar are different. They're yeah, dangerous. Absolutely. You know what? You know this you look at Kyler Murray and you're like, this guy's dangerous. And then Very you dangerous. get a guy like Andy Dalton and he's he's not dangerous at all. There's Kyler no, Go ahead. No, nah, I was just gonna say nothing about guys like Andy Dalton or who's another guy that's not dangerous. Apparently Baker Mayfield. <laughs> we're gonna talk about the brown um no but all th- those type guys gardner Minshew. yeah those, those, type, those type characters you don't you don't fear them that's why like yeah i mean I, I can't put money on those on those type of individuals kyler murray on the other hand take my money take all of it he's he, he's he's gonna he's gonna go for covering the spread every time he's a backdoor cover threat you know what i mean there's the type of people that you gamble on you don't gamble on andy dalton and philip rivers and people that you know you're already you're already down seven. Well, you're not dangerous. <laughs> yeah, not dangerous. <laughs> so that's on you, man. That's on you. You had a yeah, nice little I'm parlay. That was nice. nice. I just nice don't know. Lay. And we and we and we're listening to these people, these these random experts. Like, look, man, there is no more experts in this. It's 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 the information's out there. We've talked about it before. Let's you look at every board every week. You know the deal. Let's talk about that. I need somebody real quick, to tell actually. you how to do this. We, we need a personal trainer. We uh <laughs> we've been 
we got a couple experts, sharps that we've been kind of tailing some plays on, and I'm not gonna blow nobody up and because right, it's a tough business, I get it. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But the 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 pro that we've been tailing, no, he's always winning because he's got that subscription coming in. Or, the, or or I've been taking a look at his picks has been brutal across the board, and it's like, man, look, all these so called sharps, they not they're not as sharp as you think, or a lot sharper than you, with by using your own eyes and and just watching the games versus all this analytics talk and all that. So. <laughs> Pay attention, read, make your own picks, go down with your own stuff, and stop tailing everybody. Look at the board, man. If it looks clear, go ahead and jump. If it doesn't, come back next week. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. You don't gotta you don't gotta bet on uh eighth round tight ends, you know, having over 17 and a half reception yards because some guy <laughs> had, a, had a hunch about it. <laughs> no, knowing that he's fading you on the other end. So. <laughs> That's a whole other story. That is interesting. All right, let's get into this NFL week six. Before I bring up the ESPN power rankings. Give me your power rankings. Give me your top five teams in the league right now. Oh man, because um, because I like I I'll give you the bunch and and you order them how you want to order them. But we got Kansas City, of course. We have the Steelers, of course. We have the Seahawks, of course. We have the Titans, and three of the three of the last four I just named are undefeated. And then we have one loss teams like the Bears. Who are you? Who do you got at the top of the league, and and then we could get into the list. Yeah, so I mean the Seahawks. Uh, I, I got to put the Chiefs number one, um, just because they're the defending champions. Uh, they have had some rough quarters this year. Um, haven't looked as dominant, I guess, as you would want them to. But you look at a game like last night, even when it wasn't clicking, um, they're still able to come away with a win easily against a good team. So I go with the Chiefs number one, number two, the Seahawks, even though their defense is atrocious. Russ Wilson is playing at a different level. Uh, I'm going to shock you with number three. Actually, I'm going to go number three with the Titans. Number four, the Steelers. And number five. Oh, man, I probably got to go over to the NFC. Give me the uh, give, me, give me give me the Bears. Wow. The Chicago Bears you're talking about? The Chicago Bears. <laughs> over the Ravens? They're a better team than the Ravens? No. Oh, I forget the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I gotta go. Ra- I guess I gotta go Ravens five. I wanted to give some NFC love, but yeah, I guess I gotta go Ravens. Uh, Ravens five. Okay. My point is this: the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I believe, are the sleeper of the AFC, and the mo- the team that nobody wants to see. Let's not, so then since you just brought that up, let's stay on them. So, yeah. let me ask you this. Literally every week, Baker Mayfield is the man or Baker Mayfield should lose his job. So since we're talking about the Steelers, because everyone tried to tell us that that game was going to be competitive, Baker Mayfield was going to show up, and the Browns are ready to make this an actual rivalry. They're ready to go to Pittsburgh and actually compete and possibly (coughs) win. And -hmm. they go to Pittsburgh and get their doors blown off. They get destroyed. Baker Mayfield gets pulled <laughs> like it's an absolute disaster. Are are we too? Let me ask you this on, on that premise about Baker and about what happened in Pittsburgh. Are we too week to week in the NFL as analysts, as fans? 
should we just try to stay more even keel? Yeah, I think so. Um, like that's that's personally why I like a team like the Steelers because it's like, look, man, history tells you what's going to happen with the Steelers, right? Like last year was an anomaly. Obviously, Big Ben went down. They still almost made the playoffs with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph quarterback. Yeah. Like they're, they're, these, this is a fact, no, right? So, huh? They were gonna fire uh, our boy. They were talking about getting rid. They were talking about getting rid of Mike Tomlin. Which, which is any 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 team not named the New England Patriots needs to get on the phone then and trying to hire him because he is an excellent head coach. We talked about the Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown locker room and how he still won games with those guys in. So obviously he knows what he's doing. But yeah, I I think with Baker, man, like if you watch what they were successful at this year, that they were scheming around him. The The offense was a run heavy offense, right? Like they were doing everything they could in their power to not have him get the ball in his hands, especially not from moments. He turned the ball over like crazy. So I don't, yeah, I, I, I do think it's week to week because I think like, yeah, going into this week, it was like people have forgotten how Baker had played or they were acting like Baker Mayfield was the reason that the Browns were successful this year when it was based off their running game and their defense. It had nothing to do with Baker Mayfield. He was just there. They were doing everything they could, again, to not have the ball in his crucial moments, not have him there and now definitely weren't treating him like a number one pick. He was more of a game-managing quarterback. And then you go into a game like that one, and they get absolutely walloped. The running game's not going for them. What happens? Baker Mayfield is forcing the ball all over, throwing terrible interceptions, um, and really just has no feel for for the moment, I guess, of being an NFL quarterback, which is crazy if you look at his rookie year and just kind of the, the regression that he's had. And I get he's had a ton of different coaches, and there's a lot going on, and it's the Cleveland Browns. But some of those are the interceptions, they're egregious. We talk about it, man. You cannot throw egregious picks in the NFL. Listen, just can't do it. From what I've seen, this is this is what I how I'll take it. He crushes the 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 weaker talent, and then when they have to go up against the big boys and it's really time to play, they seem to come up small every single time. That's what I've seen from Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. He gets because we it's so up and down. We're on his neck, and then he like the first game of the season they played um, Baltimore, I believe. Yeah. And they got smoked, and everyone was on their neck. Let me pull up their schedule real quick. I got it right here. But. Yeah, the first game of the first game of the year is what Baltimore, right? Thirty-eight to six. Yeah. Thirty-eight to six. So everyone's on his neck. Balt Baker's this. Is he the actual quarterback? Uh, why isn't he taking the next step? Then what are his next three games? What are the next three teams? Cincinnati, trash. E- easy. Washington, trash. Dallas, trash. Well, the NFC East, <laughs> and then Indy. So he's they cooked, won. Yeah. So he cooks three bad teams in a row. Yeah. And then they beat a solid team in the Colts that are kind of up and down, but Phillip Rivers is on the other side. Despite him throwing two picks and yeah. yeah on, exactly. Yeah. So the Colts have a better defense and he throws two picks and then he plays a real AFC squad and he get, literally gets pulled. They don't yeah. want like no part. Him, we're done. Get him out of the game. Get him out of the game. We'll see him next week. So do you think the Steelers were ever worried about that game? I mean, you heard the talk going into it. It's like, oh, is this the year that they, they haven't won there since what, 1993 or some shit? It's like, is, yeah. is this the year the Browns finally go into Pittsburgh and win? No, listen, man, I, this is my thing on the Pittsburgh Steelers. All we needed to see was Big Ben. Is he going to be healthy? Right. We know we knew he didn't do what he normally does. I've talked about this. He usually takes the first five. He doesn't. He's a non-training camp guy. Takes the first four weeks of the season, <laughs> looks like shit, gets into shape, and then his lights out for the next 12, right? This year with the quarantine, the layoff, it looks like he was taking care of himself. He came in looking spry. Big Ben's throwing the ball all over the place. The Steelers look good. 
They are well coached. They're a well-ran organization. They have a quarterback that you absolutely can win with. They have talent on the defensive side of the ball. They have playmakers. You don't want to play against that team. And you know what it's going to be. At the end of the year, you're going to look up the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be 11-5 and or 12-4. and And everybody's like, man, why didn't we think about them? That's going to be a tough out. Um, and I don't think they were getting the love that they should have gotten before the season when you really think about the fact they won eight games or nine games last year with Duck Hodges and Mason inward Rudolph stop it you know what I mean so you knew if Ben came back healthy if Ben came back halfway decent that team was going to have a chance to win Mike Tomlin has done this before he's not new to this he's not new to this at all not new to this man we talk about a coaching and quarterback they have both that's a good team I was thinking about this yesterday like that is a good team in a year where it's hard to see like who the most dominant team is that's the team you want to see they're like the San Antonio Spurs. I'm losing you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Spurs, they're like that. Hey, man. You know what I mean? Like in a doubt, when you, there's no dominant team, it's like someone's going to come up and win. It's the Spurs year. Yeah. Still when, well, when you got good ownership and you got a good head coach, that's what, and you got a good quarterback and you got a, a vet, an old veteran quarterback, that's what happens. Three so, head yeah. coaches since 1969. That's how you win. That's how you, that's how you, that's how you create a culture. No doubt. Yep. No doubt about it. All right, let me pull up the power rankings. Share my screen real quick. That was, that was my Steelers love fest right there. I feel it, though, because it's hard not to like them. Well, so you've been watching a shitty organization your whole life. Without question. Okay, so ESPN has Seahawks, Chiefs, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Tennessee. Now... I'm not a huge fan of teams with losses being behind teams without losses, but sometimes it's factual. Tennessee Titans, I might move them ahead of Baltimore, and this is why. Last couple weeks, if you've been watching, Baltimore hasn't really been playing that well. And the they almost – they almost gave up a lead. They almost went to overtime with Philly last week. After crazy. They were up huge. They were up huge and almost had to go to overtime with Philly last week. Or on Sunday, I should say. And what the Tennessee Titans just did, playing on a short week, no problem. They took care of business against uh, – who did they play on? Uh, the Buffalo? Buffalo. They played Buffalo on the short week. They took care of business. Then they get another short week. And – no, they played Buffalo with no practice. Yeah, Buffalo, they played with no practice. They had and then, practice. And then, and then they went into Houston. They played Houston both at home and walloped Houston. On the short week and did their thing. On back, the offensive end, Tannehill been playing crazy. Back-to-back 42-point yes. back games. Yeah, so they could move up. Well, we talk about it all the time, man. Teams that know who they are. Tennessee 100% has an identity. We're going to play D. We're going to run the football. We're going to take the persona of our head coach. And look, man, we we, we talked about it. He's been throwing was, that thing too, though. Was Tannehill, Tannehill a fluke? No, it's not. If you look at Tannehill this year, he's a legitimate MVP candidate, right? Like we made fun of him. We said, oh, they're, 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 Ryan Tannehill was on my no list. He like, like, listen, man, 13 touchdowns, two picks. He's completing 70% of his passes, and his team is undefeated. And he's 100% a factor. Like you can't go into the game and say, man, we're just going to let Ryan Tannehill do his thing. Not this year. He is picking teams apart. And then right. don't let Derrick Henry get going. 
That guy's a monster. Derrick Henry is problematic. You do not want to play against him on Sundays. You don't want to in the fourth quarter if they have a lead. Forget about it. That ninety-four yard run the other night. Forget about it. Forget about it. So, absolutely. Hold on, I gotta load this. I gotta show you this clip of this Cowboys fan too. By the way, I don't know when I'm gonna load it up now. Hold on. And And Rabel's a great head coach, man. That was that's a hell of a hire too. I mean, it's yeah. I like I like what they got going on, man. I like what they're doing over there. You saw the clip of him throwing uh, the 12th man on the field to yeah, stop the clock? Yeah, absolutely. It's b- brilliant. It's a Belichick brilliant. move. That's what you get from playing under Bill Belichick for all those years. You just pick up stuff when you're around oh. guys like that, and that's exactly what is going on in Tennessee. Hey, I'm going to tell you this. If you would have told me that Mike Vrabel was going to be a good head coach, I would have said, yeah, good leader, good. But, like, he's X's and O's, and he's doing everything. He's doing everything. You can tell they like playing for him, man. He's got that energy. He's got that that style. And guy that was in the trenches, what, five years ago? These guys are going to listen to him. Right. So, yeah, I, I like what they got going on over there. That's a good football team. And that's just a further indictment of Adam Gase. Yes, Everybody get as far away from this guy as humanly possible. I don't understand how he, it's it's Tuesday, and Adam Gase hasn't been fired yet. Where do you – so okay, so this is – this is interesting. Where do you stand on a power rankings list? We have Green Bay at six, Tampa Bay at seven. Literally, Tampa Bay just blew these dudes out on national TV the day a couple days ago. Yeah, and we beat and, Tampa Bay. And we beat Tampa Bay. And where are we? And we're Buffalo. Think, Buffalo's lost two straight. Buffalo's lost two straight. New Orleans has looked bad. The bad. Rams. The Rams got smoked we're on the, Sunday we're night. We're eleventh. We're eleventh. So look, here's here's my thing with this: we beat Tampa Bay and we beat the Panthers. Those that's back to back teams with winning records that we beat. Yeah. So I don't understand how Green Bay <clears throat> gets blown out by Tampa Bay and they're five spots ahead of us. We beat Tampa Bay; they're four spots ahead of us. I don't get that. I was watching Get Up yesterday. No, no, no Bears segment. No nothing. We didn't even get a highlight. No love. I thought we are the third largest market in the country. I mean, maybe we can get a fucking 45-second highlight like nothing. It's just let's talk about the Cowboys. Let's talk about Tom Brady, and let's talk about the Packers. It's it's crazy. Yeah. I get it, man. Like, we haven't beat up. We haven't beat the best teams in the world. But, look, we we literally beat Tampa Bay, who everybody is drooling over yesterday. Yeah. Smacked them up. We smacked him up. Brady was Brady. We had Brady out in the middle of the field confused. Brady's forgetting what down it is. Like, let's talk about the (laughs) Chicago Bears defense. I thought that that was crazy. So So forget these power rankers, man. They're they're, the shit is biased. It is biased. It is week to week. It's um, who cares? But the Bears lost to a top five defense. That's 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 our only loss this year was to a top five defense. Yeah, no, it's a good point. It's a good point. So Big Nick the Click, the positive Nick the Click is different. I'm just, I'm, I'm, <laughs> sick of, I'm, sick of, I'm sick of, because man, I'm just this is because you know how I was talking before the year. I was, I thought it was, I thought this was going to go terribly, man. But now the fact that we're five and one, they're legit. I was listening to Chicago radio yesterday. You would think that we're one in five. Like people need to pump the brakes a little bit. Like I am Mister Hate on the Bears. I'm Mister. Last year, I stopped being a Bears fan. Like this, this is fact. Go back and listen. It's all on film, but. All this, all this shit about how bad we are, and we're the worst five and one team ever, and like fans should be upset, and Nick Foles shouldn't be fired up at the press conference. It's almost like you want these guys marching to their deaths. So if you listen to the vibe of the press conferences yesterday with the Bears, Foles and Nagy both kind of had the same tone of like, y'all need to calm down. We're five and fucking one. 
I'm not going to go over there and beat these guys over the head. And I thought Foles made a great point. He said, we're five and one with things to improve on. That's a lot better than being five and one and not having anything to improve on because you cannot get better. He's like, we know where we got to get better. We know we got to work on the offense. We get it. But like, let's pump the brakes out there. Y'all, we have a championship level defense. Let's talk about that. No question. Let's talk about that. So let's pump the brakes, Bears fan. National media, show us a little bit of love. You know what I mean? Like, let's just, let's just chill here. Put some respect on our name. Put some respect on the name, man. We might get blown <laughs> out. You know, we might get blown out next week or we might smack the fucking Rams around. Hey, look. Scared of, talk about not scary. Jared Goff is Jared not scary Goff. Listen, I'm going to say this. At least we're not the Cowboys. I saw, I came across this Cowboys fan. And sometimes I think this shit is staged where, you know, people do all types of crazy stuff. Like they, I'm thinking they re, they rewind the thing, then like do like a whole stage thing. And this one, my man's, my man's went crazy. <laughs> Here's a Cowboys fan from last night. That's just Folks, 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 put out the thumper. Folks, 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 this Cowboys fan just threw his beer at the TV, breaks the TV, starts to punch the TV. The TV falls on the ground. He pulls out a strap and shoots the TV, emptied the clip on the TV. I wasn't expecting the thumper. Oh. That's just it. <laughs> He let it down low. Oh, my God. Wow. That is so funny, bro. He shot the TV. Shot the TV. Yeah, I mean, I've never been at that level of upset. But, like, yeah, I mean, if I had to watch this Cowboys defense on top of Andy Dalton, yeah, it's going to be a long year, man. It's going to be a long year. Y'all are already bad. It's going to be a really long year. But, yo, they could still get it together and try to make the playoffs. I don't even think someone's going to win that division with five wins. Yo, the funny part it's is the worst division you could possibly have in football. The funny part is like that's one of those things where like I don't even know if I want to make the playoffs. Yeah, leave me yeah. at the crib, bro. Like I'm yeah. good. No, you got ex- an extra check. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not talking about if I'm a player. I'm talking uh, about if I'm, if a, I'm fan. a fan. Or, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the second bye week, and then in the NFC. Yeah. If you get that, if you if you draw that NFC East matchup in the first round yeah. of the playoffs, it's good, man. Go ahead, start your backup. You'll be fine. Like, understand that either Kyle Allen, who do we got? Kyle Allen, Andy Dalton, Daniel Jones, or uh, who's the fourth quarterback in the NFC? Wentz. Carson Wentz yeah. will start a playoff game. If if, if if the Eagles don't make the playoffs, this this is the biggest indictment on Carson Wentz I've ever seen in my life. I don't ever want to hear another Carson Wentz thing again if they don't make the playoffs, and he's the only quarterback worth anything in that division playing football right now. Allegedly, because I think he's suspect, but go ahead. 
Don't talk to me about last week either. The reason they were in that position is because he was playing like shit. That guy, that guy forces it more than any quarterback I've ever seen. I understand he's not throwing anybody, but talk about egregious turnovers. Yeah, egregious. It's been bad. Fumbles, everything. Bring in Jalen Hurts, man. I don't. Uh, I mean, I guess I got to see it, but I got to see it for that. But we'll see. Bring in Jalen. Hey, we'll close the NFL segment on this. I don't know if you heard about, uh, you know, Aikman and. Um, Aikman and Joe Buck had a hot mic and oh, it yeah, came yeah. up that they were talking about the flyover. I'm going to play that clip and then I want to, I want to get your reaction on that. This is Aikman and Joe Buck at the Packers Bucks game late Sunday afternoon. It's a lot of jet fuel just to do a little flyover. That's your hard-earned money and your tax dollars at work. That stuff ain't happening with Kamala Biden ticket. I'll tell you that right now, partner. The NFL is so mad. I'm having a hard time determining what side they're on. I think he. I think he's not on the Trump side. Aikman is saying that yo, that that is a waste of money. We need to stop doing this. Yeah, we need to stop doing it. Yeah, the the over the the over dude. I think in general, man, like I don't understand why football has to be a big like orgasm of patriotism for a half hour before the fucking ball game. Like I don't, I don't. Maybe and maybe that's how it is to some people, man. Like I am not Mister Patriot, or I, you know what I mean. Like I don't need flyovers. I get Green Bay does it because that's part of tradition to do the whole flag thing across the entire field. Like it's cool, but like. These flyovers, all this military shit that we end up paying for. Uh, it's like it's it's I don't I don't need all that. I'm just trying to watch a fucking football game, man. Yeah, look, I mean, I I agree somewhat. There's a lot of other things that we need to cut on the government budget. And that I mean, that's a, a very small blip on the money that we could be saving. I mean, jet fuel is expensive. Yeah, no, I get that, but Come on, dog. There's the the defense budget is so out of control. That's such a small, 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 small portion of it. But it's yeah, unnecessary. it's probably unnecessary. I Have was you- reading. I was reading somewhere that part of the reason that they do it is that the pilots have to maintain a certain number of hours of flight. Yeah. At least this is on the Twitter replies, which you never know if that's true or not. But right. they have to maintain a certain number of hours of flight. So doing things like that um, kind of help with it. But then you turn around and look at it, like that that you pay for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, but I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing that that dude's saying, hey, they have to do training flights anyway. They have to fly the planes to keep everything rocking. So let's just fly them over the stadium, essentially. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Not a big deal. I would say this. You got to be careful. Like, Buck knows that everything is going to be analyzed. The mic is always hot. If I was in the booth, Mike's hot at all at all times. Well, it's like Buddy uh, on the MLB broadcast a couple oh months ago. God. That was that was. I mean, like, first off, it's not a matter of knowing the mic is hot or not. You don't need to be saying that. Yeah. So that's a, that's not even a hot right. mic situation. Like right. you're you're really out of some other shit if that's what you're saying. But bro, you are sitting in a broadcast booth full of media equipment. Yeah. There's never a point where something's not recording you. Like I don't even know, and, and like when I heard him say that, it was Tom Brenneman or whatever his name is. Yeah, Brenneman. And he's been around a long time. It's like, bro, come on, man. You know. Yo, like we don't even say no, no one's saying it's, that word, bro. It's, like it's, it's just not. Nah, it, that was some of the most hateful, 
hateful thing I've ever heard come from a broadcaster. Like, Hot yeah, mic I, mean, or not. I don't usually say that. It's like, yes, you do, bro. You said yeah, that bro. with ease, dog. With, like, with, no, he said that with his chest was puffed. With his chest, yes. Yeah, yeah. like, no, nah, bro. Like I'm that not. legitimately bothers you. Yeah, these dudes, yeah. It, it's it's clownish, man. Like, that's not like Berman flipping out at a cameraman or some shit like that. Like, that shit happens. But when you start dropping madness. Yeah, I mean, on the hot mic, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But I think Aikman probably feels like an idiot because he made it political. I think, like, Buck was right. more complaining about the thing. Aikman probably has to answer to the fact that he, you know, made it exactly. political and alienated some people, possibly, whatever. And the NFL really wants to they, – they claim to be apolitical, but they really lean towards the right like crazy. But um, – so, yeah, but, I mean, it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, I man. think like, Joe- Joe is kind of making it a joke, like what everyone would say, like you're wasting our tax dollars. And then he went like, yeah, he went full. He's like the president's a dumbass. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> he went full <laughs> the elections in two weeks. So let's talk about the ticket. Yeah, he he went, I, he went there. I think it's hard for these dudes. It's hard at this point in time, though, man. It's so hard to be like, like even when I'm at work and shit, like, you know, you're never supposed to talk about politics, religion, but yeah. Like you're so we're so deep in it at this point that it's hard to avoid those conversations. It's hard to avoid those opinions. It's hard to, for people not to let something like that slip because we're just like, I mean, this is a this is an intense yeah. time that we're and in Oak, currently and right now. Go, right, and Aikman's gonna go vote just like everybody else's. So yeah, so, he's, he's a Democrat though. I thought he'd be true blue or true red, true red type guy. See, I don't know. <laughs> That's how you're interpreting what he said. He might have been saying like. See, I don't know. I don't want to get into it too, too much. But like, I, I can't. I, I'm having a hard time telling what side he's on. Was he seems he saying, too, too intelligent to vote for uh, to be on that side. But yeah, you never know, though. Joe Buck. I mean, I'm sure Joe Buck. He seems like a pretty liberal guy. <laughs> Joe Buck. Shout out. I used to hate Joe Buck like ten years ago. I, I like. I actually like Joe Buck. Great career, dude. Isn't he doing uh, the World Series tonight too? Dude, he fly. This is Bro. yeah. He'll be on. I think it's on Fox. Is it on yeah. Fox? Yeah. So because you know he's about to renegotiate, he saw that Romo money. He's like, Oh, okay, y'all got me doing six events. Okay, yeah, I need mm-hmm. yeah, no, but really, you want me to go to Monday night? Yeah, please. Hey, look, love Lewis Reddick. I think Steve Levy does a good job. Please get Brian Greasy off my tele. Why can't we get this right? You, Why can't you we get this you right? I don't rock with Greasy at all, man. He's fucking terrible. He did try to awful he, suits too, like boxy ass suits. <laughs> he brought up, he brought up <clears throat> Zeke fumbling the ball and relayed it to Dak Dak being injured. Yeah. I just I didn't understand that, but yeah, no, I mean, I think everyone always tries to make something into something. Like Zeke just fumbled. He fumbles. He fumbled That's twice. Fumbled He's got twice. a problem fumbling. That's it. That's yeah. this year he's been fumbling the ball a little bit. That's yeah. what it is. Like it's had nothing to do with Zach's ankle or leg. No, so. I'm not. I'm not big on Greasy, man. I think uh, I like it. I like Riddick. I think Levy does a good job doing what he does. But you got to you got to fix that Greasy spot. I think Riddick is a great job. Riddick is great. Yeah, absolutely. Riddick is great. But he just yeah. knows what he's talking about. Yeah, he 100 knows what he's talking about. He's passionate, <laughs> and for some reason, when he's talking, like I feel like you have to believe him. He he says everything with so much conviction. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah no. Shout out Riddick. Shout out Riddick. I should just throw Stephen A on the Monday night and call it that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just <for> fun. <laughs> they should let Stephen A do Cowboys games. Just that let, would him, be just let him riff. Yeah. Yeah. That'd just, be awesome. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stephen that'd be, A. 
That video after uh, that video he made was a couple weeks ago after the Cowboys lost was the best thing I've ever seen in my life, bro. When they chopped up his shit when they oh, when he was yeah. when he was at his sister's yeah. house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's incredible, funny. man. Shout out Stephen A. Shout out Stephen A. Smith. All right, let's uh let's move over to some quick hit NBA stuff, and then uh we'll talk a little World Series, and then we'll get out of here. Big Nick, the quick. You sent me a text <laughs> to touch on this NBA stuff. You wanted to talk Anthony Davis free agency to draft people reaching in the draft and Houston. Let's start with AD. You believe cut the cut it out with any free agency Anthony Davis talk? Well, I mean, the talk started when he got traded there. Like, oh, you know, he can opt out after this year and still technically go test free agency. It was something that was talked about throughout the season. And then last week after he won the championship, it's like, well, what's going to happen with AD? Is AD going to resign? You know, is AD going to come back to the Lakers? Has he made his decision yet? Listen, the first <laughs> practice the first practice that he showed up and looked over and played basketball with LeBron James, his decision was made. If you are Anthony Davis, there is literally no better situation than you can possibly be in than playing with LeBron James as he finishes out his career with the Los Angeles Lakers and then taking that 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 torch and carrying the Lakers through the rest of your career. I don't know where people think AD is going to go. I don't know what basketball situation they think he may be looking for. I don't know who they think he can go play with. There is literally not a better player on the planet for AD to team with than LeBron James. It's not a better situation on the Clippers, which they can't sign him. It's not a better situation in Milwaukee. It's not a better situation in Miami. It's not a better situation in Boston. It's not a better situation in Indiana, Denver, Portland. Name Chicago. the team. Chicago, I don't care. There is the Brooklyn Nets. It doesn't matter. There is not a better situation for Anthony Davis than playing basketball with LeBron James for the rest of his career. Now, what are the Lakers going to go to do going forward? Simple. You know what's going to happen this summer? Veterans are going to line up to play basketball with LeBron James as he finishes out his career. That is what's going to happen. They are going to flock to go play basketball with LeBron James in Los Angeles as LeBron finishes out their career and these guys go to chase titles. Look at what it did for Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard was hated, hated in Southern California, could not show his face, comes back to the Lakers, redeems himself while playing basketball with LeBron James. I'm going to keep saying playing with LeBron James. <laughs> while playing basketball with LeBron James because it changes your life. Redeems himself, right? Has a good year has an excellent playoffs and has an even better finals. And now as a hero can walk down Rodeo with no problem, right? Completely flip the narrative on his entire career. And there was no one with worse juju around them than Dwight Howard. It was just negative story after negative story after this teammate hates Dwight Howard. This person hates Dwight Howard. He's immature. Now it's Dwight Howard's an NBA champion. Dwight Howard redeemed himself with the Lakers playing basketball with LeBron James, right? So veterans that are looking for rings, Guys who are looking to reestablish their name, guys who might be coming off an injury, whatever the case may be, guys who are willing to take that pay cut, knowing that it will result in a championship because you're playing basketball with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, are going to come flocking there. You saw Ray Allen do it with the Miami Heat, right? Ray Allen could have went anywhere after that Boston year. Where'd he go? Take me to Miami. Why? Because I want to play basketball with LeBron James and grab another ring. So 
you look at a guy like, a, say, a J.J. Redick. I think he's got one more year in New Orleans, right? They won't win a championship next year. You know what J.J. Redick is going to do after that year? He's going to call LeBron James and say, hey, I want to come play <laughs> basketball with you because I think I want to get a ring on my way out. Look at a guy. It, it changes your life. Playing basketball with LeBron James changes the entire tra- trajectory of your career during and post-NBA. Prime example, Richard Jefferson, good player, household name. We all knew him. Went to the finals with the Nets. Really good player, right? Tail end of his career, goes to Cleveland to play basketball with LeBron James. What happens? Starts a podcast, starts this whole player podcast movement. His podcast blows up. Why? Because he's playing basketball with LeBron James. And LeBron James (laughs) is the second guest on his podcast, right? Podcast blows up. What did Richard Jefferson do? Parlays that into a nice, comfy job with ESPN. He's set for the rest of his life post-basketball. Was that going to happen before he played basketball with LeBron James? Absolutely not. Oh, by the way, you're also going to live in Los Angeles. I'm not bringing you to Cleveland. You can come live in L.A. where you probably already have a crib. We're going to compete for titles. It's me and A.D., right, and some young guys or whoever the hell else we have, and a bunch of vets that are going to come and play ball with LeBron. So if you're A.D. and you're looking at it, you're like, yo, our team's going to get better, number one. Number two, we just won a championship. I like this feeling. We can sit here and dominate. LeBron has, at the very least, two elite basketball seasons left in him, right? If we're being if we're being honest, right? Maybe more. Because what do you think more. LeBron's doing right now? LeBron just yeah. got from the bubble where he did not ha- – he's a creature of routine. His routine was thrown all the way off in the bubble. So you might see him walking through Vegas with the championship trophy right now. But if you don't think it's grind time for him to get back on his regularly scheduled workout – and his regularly scheduled diet. He's been eating like shit for three months. LeBron went back there, man. He talked to his chef. He said, we need the, we need the food. He got his trainers. <laughs> the was available. He said, I need to undo what I've done to my body the last three months living in this bubble where I was out of my routine. So LeBron's getting back to work, man. At least two years. Yeah, at least two years. Yeah, I don't see the I, LeBron thing ending. Man, I, don't, I mean, I, it's going to eventually. Father's time is undefeated. But even then, AD is going to keep getting better. AD's 27, 28 years old. He's entering the prime of his career. Right. So he'll keep getting better. He'll lead the team in scoring. LeBron will sit there and has shown you he's okay passing the ball and doing the other things. And then come June when it's time for the playoffs, being LeBron James. So they're going to win championships. I think this team is on on the start of something big and good here. And again, veterans are going to come and and who doesn't want to play ball with LeBron James? It changes your life. Well said. I don't uh, want to hear any more about AD going anywhere else. Well, <laughs> well said. I think it's interesting that I will say this. If I'm AD, I tie up my contract with whatever years LeBron ties it up with. So if he's there for two, I'm under contract for two. If he's under contract for three, I'm under contract for three. I don't. If I'm AD, I wouldn't go crazy and sign uh, a super long-term deal just to give you the flexibility that hey when lebron leaves shit might go south so you never know but, but yeah. it's the los angeles lakers man i mean they're you're still always going to get guys that want to come there i get it i get what you're saying but come on man in a couple of years when lebron's done it's the honest time hey man you want to come to la you thought you thought milwaukee has nice shit come to la it's a little bit different <laughs> you know what i mean like I, I if i'm ad man i'm riding out the lebron things i don't think lebron goes to another team i think this is it for lebron i don't think lebron no, goes and packs up and, re- and rebuilds somewhere else. So yeah. knowing that he's going to play probably three more years, I don't think LeBron is going to be forced out due to not being able to play well anymore. He's just got so much other shit going on 
he might be take the time off to go make a billion. You know what I mean? And no. when that happens, when that I'm serious, when that happens, when, <laughs> eventually he's gonna be like, man, I could walk away and go make a billion. Um, eventually, eventually, and then that's AD's team, and AD's at that point in time is you know 30, 31 years old, and you hopefully have built something around him. But I don't think he even looked that far down. Yeah, sign yeah. a four year deal, right? With maybe with a three year deal with an out in the fourth year if you want to. But the fact of the matter is this. He's not going anywhere. He knows he's not going anywhere. The Los Angeles Lakers aren't going anywhere. And you will see the veterans slash reclamation projects slash ring chasers literally come flock to them. Dwight Howard type players, guys who can still contribute somewhere else, but are willing to take a lesser role and lesser money to be a part of LeBron's final ride. And be featured in whatever documentary is being made. Redick is the... Prime. JJ, JJ Redick is a prime example of he's, a, he's already a Laker. He's, <laughs> he's pre-Laker right now. <laughs> JJ Redick is pre-Laker. He's already got his purple shoes for the 2022 season. Yeah, he's getting this, yeah, he's getting this podcast stuff set up. He's uh, ready to you know he's ready to play with LeBron. LeBron's like, yeah, JJ Redick, come on. That's the type of guy that he wants. So he's just sit there, shoot threes, show up, play hard every day. Great teammate, likes yeah. wine. exactly yeah exactly exactly we we could drink a nice bordeaux together and yeah i mean that this is what's gonna happen so yeah Yeah, think of those type yeah jj's a watch guy and also jj's gonna be fine playing 10 minutes if it means get a ring yeah he's gonna be 37 38 39 years old so you will see those type of guys so again my biggest point is i don't want to hear and i know people said like oh he's already decided he's gonna opt out and sign that came out last week fine great I don't want to hear anything more about AD as a free agency thing. I don't want to see him on your free agency power rankings. I don't want to see him discussed <laughs> on the jump. He, he is not a he, he's he, not he, a free agent. He's not a free agent. He's a Los Angeles Laker. He's a Los Angeles Laker. Where else uh, is he going to go? He's already seen what it is in, in other places. He, he's good. Yeah, it's LA. Stop. Done. Done and done. Done. A, Sign, a, seal, deliver, a, man. AD is AD is not a free agent. We'll he's not. LeBron's already in his ear. Like, hey, man, just come on. You like that? Let's run this back. <laughs> let's hit this draft and let's hit Houston real quick. In the message, you hit me with, you were like, are, are people reaching on the draft? Are people overthinking the draft? What did you mean by that? Well, I saw something that um, the the Timberwolves were kicking. And I, I, I mean, full disclosure, I did not watch a minute of college basketball this year. I yeah. don't know a ton about these guys. I just know from what I've read, yeah. you know, power ranking, stuff like that. I read all that stuff. I, I haven't watched them. But I did see something that said that Minnesota was interested in Obi Toppin, the dude from Dayton, who had a great year. I think he was the college player of the year. He was awesome this year, right? But he's yeah. also like 23. I read that he's actually a day younger than Jason Tatum. I saw that, yeah. Than yeah. Tatum. <laughs> yeah, than Tatum. And he's coming into the draft. Um, meanwhile, like since the beginning of the year, all we ever heard was Anthony Edwards is the number one pick. Anthony Edwards is the number one pick. Anthony Edwards is the number one pick. And I get that this draft isn't a crazy draft, and maybe you're looking to make some sort of splash or overthink it. But listen, man, if for a year straight everything has told you that Anthony Edwards is the number one pick, don't overthink it. Just go fucking take the kid. Don't don't reach. Don't reach. Just don't try to don't try to re- reinvent it here. Don't try to grab a 23-year-old guy. Don't don't do all that. Just grab Anthony Edwards and keep it moving. I just feel like at this point in time, we're in like the the, the, the full like overthink phase of where we're not going to take the guy who's been the number one prospect for the better part of a year. Right. Like, I just feel like you just 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 go take the kid and, and keep it moving. If you take him and it doesn't work out, you're not going to regret it. 
if you take Obi Toppin and it doesn't work out, and Anthony Davis becomes a, or Anthony Edwards becomes a stud, you're a thousand percent gonna regret it. Just so, how do I say this? So don't <clears throat> don't try to just because something sparked up late. Anthony Edwards has been your guy the whole way. Just take him, keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it moving. Especially if you're the Minnesota Timberwolves, just maybe keep it moving. Get, maybe we could get Golden State to miss on their on their second pick. Yeah, I mean they're a little bit more interesting, but even if I'm them, it's like take the best player and keep you really take the best player and keep it moving. You guys, yeah, take the best player and keep moving. If that's Wiseman, then take him. I'm if so that's, interested to see them next year. I can't wait. If that's Lamelo, take him. You know what I mean? If that's the kid, uh, the, the the European guy, take him. But stop stop overthinking all this and, and reaching for guys and saying I'm going to make this guy number one, even though he's literally going to be like 30 by the time it's time to extend him. <laughs> You know what I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I feel it. I feel yeah, it. It just I seems like it. there's a lot of overthinking. If I'm the Bulls, and it leaves interesting stuff for the Bulls, fine. If these teams want to overthink and start reaching, and that means that, you know, Edwards or, or LaMelo or uh, even Wiseman falls to the Bulls, I get these guys aren't the, the sexiest prospects. And this isn't last year with Zion and those guys. But again, man, you're adding a, a, a top prospect, bring them into the organization, and hopefully they thrive. Don't overthink it, though. When, when the draft is like this, don't overthink it. Don't overthink life, really, honestly. Just, yeah, just yeah, go with what's in front of you. Watch the film. He Watch looks good. Film. We'll take him. <laughs> Watch the film. You start reaching for these guys. That's how you end up with these, 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 yeah. This, uh, who was like, who was the guy that Minnesota or that the Cleveland drafted number one? Literally, no one had this guy number one. Anthony Bennett. Anthony like Bennett. Like that, that's what happens when you try to reach for a guy. Yeah, that's the biggest buck. He's, that's he's, the out, biggest he's out of the league in a week. <laughs> that was out of the league as soon as they announced his name. <laughs> All right, so I'm assuming for Houston, we're about to give Maury his flowers. Is that what you want to do? Uh, yeah, I mean, we can give him whatever or, or, you want. Or... <laughs> no, Moore, I mean. Daryl Morey, the, the game is completely different now, which is interesting. I saw uh, a graphic of before Maury came into the league, like a shot chart, of like <laughs> yeah. average shot chart. And there was, you know, there was sporadically, you know, mid-range jumpers around. And now it was – all the shots were layups and the rest of it for threes. And it wasn't just Houston. It was everybody. But you got some, you got some Russell Westbrook takes. What should Who, they me? do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like he's left them with a roster built for his type of, uh, for his style of basketball. And, and he's, he's not there. Not there. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. You know, um, I think, I, I think they're in an interesting spot. I think there's a lot of talk around trade James Harden, and I think that that's kind of where we are now. Where if it's like, hey, something's not going to work, you automatically need to blow it up. And I and I get, I I guess I understand that logic. Or if it's like, if you really don't think you're going to win with him, and you think that you're going to end up, you know, the next two or three years just being mediocre while you're essentially wasting his prime or you know his extended prime, and you can get a lot for him. Sure. At the same time, you have a franchise player and MVP candidate, and that is something that you can build around, right? I just don't know. The thing that's going to be interesting with Harden is pretty much D'Antoni has empowered him so much to do whatever the hell he wants that I would be worried. It's going to be hard to convince him to play a different type of way, right? Like his usage is off the charts. It's yeah. like you have the ball, you can do whatever you want. You can freestyle, you can shoot, you know, you control everything. And now it's like, Ooh, we want to rein that in. Right. So I feel like you would have to kind of, if you get into that job, yeah, you, you got to build a roster that's still going to allow him to, be the man but not at this level 
I will say this. I don't think you trade. You don't you, listen. You don't trade guys like this. Just don't do it. From speaking from me and Nick are speaking from experience of being Bulls fans. Like Jimmy Butler did not need to be traded. You don't trade talents like this because they don't come around that well. You try to build around a team, a team around him that could compete in the West. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that he has been empowered like no one ever in basketball history. You can even, I think you can even say that. He he had full reign with D'Antoni to do literally whatever he wanted on the offensive end at any time. So it will be interesting to see if whoever takes that job and what they do. Because, and tra- go ahead. I was going to say, in trading Russ, like that's easier said than done. You owe him $132 million. Yeah. Someone would take Russ, though. For 132 million, Russ is so disrespected. He is, but like, what team can you bring him into? The thing is, you're not you're not bringing people to Russell Westbrook. You're adding him into a team right now at this point, right? And I just feel like he's a hard player just to throw into a team. Yeah, you you can't be like, hey, Russ, man, why don't you just go in there and play point guard? Like, that's not he's not wired that way. He has to be. Well, he he, I think that that's what people were worried about with Harden, and he he conformed, and they they played well together at times. Yeah, but they're you're also he's creating so a, many possessions in Houston a, that he's not he's not really realizing. Yeah, I see what he, you're saying, but he's not. I mean, he's a listen. He's very <laughs> intense. He can get wild, but I think he's portrayed as a bigger nuisance than he than he actually is. Like I, it, I don't think he's a nuisance. I don't. I think he's a great teammate and everything well, no, like that. No, no, I, think, no, no. I just when think it's I hard say, to play with him. Yeah, but I was gonna say when I say nuisance, I mean like yeah, like I on get court nuisance thirty percent. Yeah, on court nuisance. Yeah, it's on court nuisance. <laughs> Well, cause then talk about talk about free reign in Oklahoma City those years he was chasing the triple double. Billy Donovan was letting him do it. Shout out Billy Donovan. Yeah. Um was letting him do whatever he wanted to, too. I just think he's a hard player to bring. At the same time, you want talent. He's ultra talented. Um I just that contract would scare the shit out of me. Yeah. I he's, agree. He's got a he's got an auto porter opt-in in 2022, 2023 for 47 million. He's pre-opted in. That's such a big number. 47, 47 million. Whew. And the tail end of Russell Westbrook. Yeah, especially as that athleticism goes and he's forced to take more jumpers, man. Could get That's up. why I'd like Harden more going <laughs> forward because Harden at least can shoot and he'll, he'll always be able to shoot and doesn't rely on, you know, crazy athleticism. It's more craftiness. Yeah, it could get ugly. I feel it. All right, let's close it out here. We got about five or six minutes left. The World Series starts today. Tonight. Dodgers, Rays. This is the angle I want to come at this with you. I'm asking you because I've been watching a little bit of well, I've been gambling a little bit on baseball, so I've been watching it. But I've been watching it just because it's been pretty interesting. I like the I like all the young studs on Atlanta. I love them. The Rays play incredible defense. The Dodgers got a ton of star power. So I've been keeping I've been watching those guys. Where where did it for you? Where did it turn where? Baseball didn't really spark your interest like it used to. What what what, what happened? For me? Now, yeah. I see it's different for me, Lynn. Like you guys grew up heavy baseball kids. Like yeah. I it was not in the household. Um, like my dad, if you know anything about my dad, he's a stubborn, stubborn, stubborn man. Mm-hmm. So he grew up a Cubs fan, and at some point in his life, he decided that they lose too much and that he was never gonna watch 
the Cubs. I, I don't so my, need this I'm pretty in my sure life. My, I'm pretty sure my dad has not been inside Wrigley Field since the mid-90s. <laughs> um, now it's just too expensive since they won the World Series and everything. He's like, I'm just not going to pay for it. But when we were kids, he was a firmly like, I'm not going inside Wrigley guy. So for me, I didn't grow up like heavy baseball. We really grew up heavy basketball, heavy football, right? Yeah. Um, but when I was in high school, I really got into baseball, which is coincidentally when the Sox were good and you know they won the World Series my freshman year of college. But for me, um, the last few years, I think for me, it just coincided with the White Sox being so bad that I don't love baseball enough to watch bad baseball. Right. right. Like it's even hard for me to watch Bulls games. Like I hate watching my team be bad. I hate watching bad sports and trying to pull out like the positives from it. The Bears I'll always watch. Um, but so for me, it was just like, man, this team is too bad. And like, I'm not I don't care enough about the rest of the sport and the unwritten rules of baseball really, really, really pissed me but, off yeah, that's to it. the point where I was rooting for the Astros this year because I was like, baseball deserves to have the Houston Astros, even though they're cheating. They didn't break unwritten rules. They broke very set in stone rules but it's <laughs> just like because of how much you guys enforce the dumb shit this team full of cheaters i almost want them to win because you know guys can't celebrate guys can't flip their bat guys can't stare at a pitcher after they hit a home run guys yeah. can't hop on a fucking fly ball whatever the hell it is all these stupid ass rules you can't keep trying to hit home runs even if a guy's serving you up fastballs like all those dumb ass rules i'm like you guys deserve to have this team full of egregious cheaters win the World Series this year. So I was very disappointed when they lost in seven. But yeah, for me, it was just when my team got bad. I think it's a hard sport to stay into when your team isn't good. I hear that. And I, it's, I think it's funny you brought up your pops because my pops was the same way about the Cubs. He, my pops was a huge baseball guy, right? Played baseball, loved baseball. And he was a diehard Cubs fan forever. And as it as he got older, I remember he explained this to me. He was like, I just don't need these L's in my life. Like, it's just disappointment, like, all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, because I'm young, right? So I'm like, nah, bro, this is – that's our squad. We got to go down, guns blazing. I'll never forget, we went to Cubs-Dodgers NLDS. Back when Manny Ramirez was on the Dodgers, and he – I remember I looked at him, and I asked him, I'm like – he was like – chuckling at me he was like laughing at me and i'm like what's so funny he was like you're so giddy and excited like uh, these boys go he's like these boys get ready to let you down, let you down. <laughs> and i'm like nah we got it blah 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 blah. and i'll never forget that because it wasn't that he was on some negative shit but he could like see the 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 young brightness in my eyes and he was like man i it was almost like he could remember having faith long. like that it's going to be a long ride. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be a long ride. Exactly. So I think the unwritten rules is a big thing as well. I also think not – the NBA has done it so perfectly where they let everyone run away with the highlights, people making highlights <clears throat> and promoting the players and doing all that type of thing. And the MLB went the exact opposite route and tried to monetize everything. Uh-huh. So all the MLB rights, the videos are super hard to get. It was impossible to promote your athletes. And like it or not, and I know a lot of people hate when people root for players like, oh, you oh, you a Lakers fan now because of LeBron. It's like, yeah, that's a lot. A lot of people do that. Right. So if you're not going to pub your players and push and, and promote your players and got a guy like Mookie Betts should be 
a super all star. over the place. He should be all over the place. Mike Trout well, should be all well, over but, the place. Well, so here's my thing. I'll push back on Trout because he's just not interesting. Right. He's yeah. he's he's awesome. He's amazing, right? But he's just uninteresting. But then you had a guy like a Bryce Harper, and it's like, oh no, his antics, he's too he's right. too crazy. But it's like, why would you not promote Bryce Harper? Like and that's our guy Tatis. Guy. Yeah, Tatis can hobby. These guys should be all front and center. Tim Anderson, you should. Tim Anderson is a black baseball, black American baseball player. You should be promoting the shit out of him, yeah. right? Like these Playing are the type of players out. having fun. Like I feel like they almost you have these old timers who push back on fun, push back on celebrating, push back on hitting home runs when you're up eleven to nothing, and all that other stuff. It's like, look, man, this is the professionals, bro. These guys have went through multiple levels of baseball to get here. If you can't handle it when you get here or you can't enjoy it when you get here, then what's the point? I I, I really push back on that unwritten rule shit. Every time something comes yeah. out with this unwritten rule shit, I'm, I'm, I'm good off. Because these are the same unwritten rules that say, hey, if someone does something you don't like, you can hit them with a the fucking baseball. Right. What's that about, right? So that's okay, but you can't fucking stare down a pitcher because you just served his ass up? Right. Come on, man. We love that stuff. Yeah, like I mean, y'all are in your own way. You're in your own way, and you're 100 right. They're not marketing the players right. You're not. You're not marketing the fun parts of it. You got to bring people into the when that, when it opens back up into the ballpark and watching at home. It's a great sport to watch live, but who's watching 162 games of baseball? Season's also too damn long. I thought this season was interesting because it was wire to wire the entire time. Yeah, it was. It was wire. It, it, it was wire. just every game was like, oh man, this is this is huge. Like if we lose this game, it's like this is huge. Your manager, your pitching decisions, the decisions that you're making day to day on this condensed schedule, and then you get to the playoffs, it's like forget about it. You know that that stuff all matters, man. And you need to they need to do a better job of making their game marketable to a younger fan, um, not someone who. I think it's getting a little better. It's starting to loosen up a little bit, but there's some ways to go for sure. And just like your pops used to take you to the ballpark, it's like that. When you lose that, because that's the connection that we have to it, or you have, right? Not not so much me, but you have. I don't know if I have that connection with my daughter or my son, where it's like, hey, we're gonna go to the ballpark and watch games. Like, I mean, we might go to a football game, a basketball game, or go. We might go see Formula One racing. I don't know. There's so many other <laughs> options too. That's yeah. the other thing. Baseball is competing with a ton of other options. No doubt. Yeah, you know I mean, so yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I think that yeah, it, it's hard when the teams are shit. And it's also hard when uh, they don't promote the fun parts of the game. Like I said, the highlights and all that. Yeah, you need exactly. like a house of highlights for baseball. Exactly right. Exactly yep. right. All right. We'll leave it there. World Series tonight. Game one. Kershaw. Uh, Titan. Another opportunity to make a, a, a big playoff statement and get a win and have a quality start. He's been struggling in the playoffs his whole career. That is crazy. Why do you think that is? The super knock on him. Um, He's so good. The, the lights get brighter it's different I, I mean that's the only explanation right I don't yeah. I don't know what else it could be is this statistically he's like the greatest pitcher of one of the best pitchers of all time right regular season, close. regular season numbers OD yeah so yeah we'll leave it there for Big Nick the Quick I am your host Sean Little make sure you subscribe everywhere iTunes Spotify YouTube lock in with us Monday we doing Bears recap Tuesday Friday our regular episodes no catch on sports talk via chicago we out of here